Good morning. Today's class is in the sponsored by sponsored by uh, anonymous in the merit of Eitan Gabriel Ben Sarah for wisdom, judging others favorably, emotional, mental clarity, guidance, especially during difficult times, increasing Torah study for Am Yisrael, continuous teshuva and spiritual elevation. Rafur Shalem of Jerry Ben K. Lemunishmat Isaac Ben Abraham Zal, my mother, my father-in-law who passed away last month, and a bracha for the Michalov, Mikhalov family for continued health, prosperity, so we can continue to give health to others as much as possible. Zerat Hashem. Also, this class is in the. Um, also, today is the yard site of the Holy Baba Sali, and today's Moroccan day. We love Moroccans. I get fuel from Moroccans. I love Moroccans. You should all know and all the Moroccan jokes. I really have. I really love Moroccans. I just love their energy. I love the chaos. It just it fuels me. It gives me life. When things are too boring in life. Um, things get stale. So I really, really love Moroccans. Just a officially declare. So all those jokes are all jokes out of love. You should all know that. And the Baba Sali was is, is many, many great things happened to me on the Baba Sali's yard site. My first divorce was over on the Baba Sali's yard site. And that's after I got the idea that Hashem gave me of being besimcha before anything happened. I was walking around like everything was great. And it, it, whether I was divorced or not divorced, I couldn't care less. I just walked around with tremendous amount of joy and there's a deep science behind that. Why do, we, why do we get? What's the purpose of our existence in creation? And what's the purpose? We're going to talk about two Torahs that are phenomenal. Also, we're going to talk about a little bit more about um, a little bit about David Hawkins on the, on, the, on the chapter of desire. We've got to get to the root cause. You know, many, many things. And I heard a great example. You know, sometimes says, people say, I heard that already. I heard that already. I heard that already. So there's a great example. I'm a great Michelle today. I, heard, I, I read in, uh, in this pamphlet that somebody gave me. Um, and he talks about a guy in, in the middle of an accident He's in an accident All of a sudden he stops You know, he's causing a jam And he's eating his chips And people are honking So he gets out of his car And he says Why are you honking? I heard you already The people says We're going to honk until you move So pretty much in life It keeps on honking until you move If you're not going to move It's going to honk in your, your, all day long the same, You get the same lessons in life The same honks Honk, honk, honk Yes, you heard the honk already we all heard honks already. But the, until you move, that honk is going to happen. So remember these honks in our lives. And, I, and that, that little analogy gave me so much clarity. That we, how come we keep on getting the honks until we move? We keep on getting the abusive marriage until we fix ourselves. We keep on getting every situation in our life except. And, and you know, the, a very common request that I get, I'm depressed, I need to find a soulmate. Okay? It's like me telling, asking you, find me a business partner when I'm in bankruptcy. Why would I do that to somebody else, first of all? Why would I do that to somebody? Why would I punish somebody else? What do you think you're going to, how are you going to show up in a marriage and you're depressed? You're going to become a taker. You're going to drain their energy. People want to be around happy people. Period. When you're happy, you're going to have people run after you. Period. Bottom line. We need to understand this concept. I keep on telling everybody. Happy, nobody wants to be. People see the desperate energy. People see that neediness. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants it. takes their energy from them. What you want to do is you want to be besimcha, and then things come to you. So Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 24 something very beautiful. And, it, and it's, it's, it's really our goal. It's, 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 and this is the essence of Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman really, really was able to get to, to 
you know, if you think, if you, if you look at Breslov 101, you associate joy to Breslov. We always associate simcha to Breslov. We don't associate tremendous amount of chachmas, intelligence, and, and proving to others. We're associating the simplicity of doing mitzvahs with simcha. Because ultimately, the highest wisdom is simplicity, by the way. The ultimately, the highest wisdom in life is when you're able to talk to your creator like a child. But today, we have a, we have a, we have a perspective of our father as a stingy parent. He doesn't want to give us. He doesn't want to give us this. He doesn't want to give us... So that's another thing we need to change our relationship with, with our creator. We're looking at him as a stingy parent and we don't want to be around the stingy parent. Oh, well, well, he doesn't give me this. He doesn't give me that. He doesn't give me that. So I'm, I'm going to stop asking. This is a typical mindset that I'm getting today. My, my creator is stingy. He's doing this to me. Already, that itself is a, is a very, 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 uh, very bad way to look at things. So Rabbi Nachman says, there's a light higher than Nefesh Nuachan and Neshama. It's when you're doing mitzvahs with simcha. This is the importance, Rabbi Nachman says, as soon as you wake up in the morning, your level of zerizus, your level of, uh, of how excited you are to do something, is your level of emunah. You open up a new business, you're excited. You move, you do, you get up, you're excited. That level of your, your excitement to, to do something is an indication of your faith. Period. You know, you go to football players, you see sports, they're excited for the game, they're excited for the big day. You know, they're, they're, they have faith in the game, they have faith in themselves, it's very important. But when you're walking in there, and like, you know, you got you, with tremendous negative energy and, and, and hopelessness and, and, and this heaviness, that shows opposite, that shows there's no amuna, my father's stingy, he's never gonna give me anything anyway, so I bet, might as well stop asking. Might as well stop asking, that's a problem, because your perspective of your creator is off. So what is Rav Nachman saying here? By performing mitzvahs with simcha, you merit to comprehend and get lights, get, get a higher neshama, get to the energy level higher than nefesh, ruach, and neshama. That means a person can be super smart, but he doesn't do things with simcha. He gets a very little energy from what he does. But when a person does this at its complete simplicity, and he does it with simcha, he gets and he does mitzvahs of simcha, he does classes, whatever he does, but he does it with joy, he does it with passion, he gets a certain level of light from what he does, but that another person would not be able to get. And what he's saying here is by performing with mitzvahs with joy, the holiness reaches its perfection and vitality and holiness that are trapped within the impure forces are elevated. Therefore, a person performs with mitzvahs with simcha, look at this big one, the divine presence is elevated from the for the impurity. Right now, the divine presence is in the is is right now. It's in it's in exile. Today, if you look at what's going on, the divine presence is in exile. P- very few people are happy. Most of the people are depressed. They're sad. They're anxious. They're worried. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. So most of the, and this is the problem. The problem today is all the divine. We've lost the hope. We've lost the not to today. It's every generation. This is the majority of the problem, the constant, the routine, the lack of excitement, the doing things with very, very, no, no, no life force. And the Rabbi Nachman says, when you do a mitzvah with simcha, it is the greatest form of elevating God, the, God, the shechina, which is the divine presence, the female divine presence, out of exile. So imagine when I'm doing something with simcha, you know, you're doing not just for you, you're doing it for the sake of the shechina. Because ultimately, what are you doing? You're approving... The way your creator runs the world. This is why Rabbi Rush says your level of gratitude and your level of emunah go hand in hand. And your level of joy 
go hand in hand. Gra- joy is indication of my faith. Period. You have, you have joy, you have faith. You have no joy, you have no faith. Period. So the problem really is emunah. That's the, and emunah really is, is, is the, what represents in, in Kabbalistically the sphere of machut, the sphere of manifestation, the sphere of prayer, the sphere of the, of the, of the keli, is your faith. Period. So two extents is we're here to reveal and strengthen the machut. We're here to strengthen our creator. And he strengthens us, believe it or not. The, way you, the more you strengthen your spirituality, you get that right back in, in, in the end. Practically, lahavda, lahavda. I'm just giving you a comparison. I'm not telling you who to vote for, whatever. But when you saw a Trump rally, okay, you saw excitement, you saw people were into him. Whatever they were, whoever he is, they were into him. You saw the glory of Trump being elevated when you saw 20,000 people in a rally. And he, the Biden rally, you saw a couple of people. <laughs> you didn't see the, you don't see the glory of Biden and, and his approval in the Malchus. Versus, I'm just giving you an example. I'm not telling you who to vote for. Don't send me an email. I couldn't care less. I'm just giving you an example of revealing. When I'm sitting there and I'm doing mitzvahs the Simcha, I'm glorifying my Creator. I'm glorifying my Creator. I'm taking the divine presence out of, out of the exile. This is exactly what Rav Nachman's telling us. We have to keep ourselves very, very far away from depression and sadness. Because this is what the forces of impurity bound to you. And they hold you. And they, and they shackle you. And they, put you. and they put a ball and chain. And they make you get stuck in the past. When depression prevails, the exile of divine presence is strengthened. And, the, and, and, and this, is the, this is exactly why we have to wake up at night. We have to wake up in the morning to cry out so we can win together. So we can, we're able to be saved again. And Rabbi Nachman tells us that when we do the Ketorit, there's 11 spices, 10 of them are good, one of them is not good. The 10 elevates the good. The whole purpose of life is not about, you know, just things are good. No, the purpose of life is taking a lot of lemons and making it into lemonade. So you're taking the Ketorit, it's all about taking. If it wasn't for the 11 spice, you would not have the Ketorit. But every single day of the Ketorit, that is the old, ultimately the elevation of taking the sparks of, that went into the darkness and elevating it. Just like we spoke about yesterday or two days ago in the trauma class. When a person takes an evil situation in his life and he's elevating, taking that evil and he's able to elevate and become stronger from that evil, stronger from that abuse, stronger from that bad marriage. He ultimately is doing the opposite of what the world's telling you to do. Be sad, be depressed, be a victim. No, you have to be a co-creator. You're taking it now you're creating a bigger light because if you didn't go through that darkness, that new light is being, is being performed. So basically what the whole point of this, con, this Torah is lesson 24 is to the extent that we do things with Simcha, there's a strong amount of, not that you're happier, you're better. No, you're taking the divine presence out of exile. This is why the Pasuk says, through joy you will go out. That means the Pasuk's telling us whenever we're in our situations, our, our, our sages are telling us very clearly, enhance the emotion of joy and you will go out of the problem. Enhance yourself in joy. Through Simcha you will go out. Sing out with your broken heart. Sing out with your imperfections. And eventually you will see a Yeshua in that. So a person that's not married is supposed to say, thank you Hashem, I'm not married. Now that I'm depressed, I need to find a marriage partner. How are you going to get that? How in the world is that going to work out? How in the world is that going to work out? How in the world? Why would imagine introducing somebody 
I got a great business partner for you. But right now he's in bankruptcy court. You would almost tell the guy, what are you, crazy? Why would you do that to me? Go, go introduce somebody. I have a great business partner for you. He's perfect for you. But right now he's in bankruptcy court. What would the guy look at you? He would look at you like, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? Why would I go into partners with somebody who's bankrupt? Let him come out of bankruptcy court. Let him do his chapter 7, chapter 11, tshuva, whatever he's got to do. And then what he learns from what happens in bankruptcy, how he got bankrupt. And he learns a lesson. Then I'll meet, then I'll meet the guy. But I'm not ready to go to, to, to bankruptcy court and all of a sudden become a learn through this guy. That's the same thing when we're asking in life. We're bankrupt. We're bankrupt spiritually. We're bankrupt emotionally. God, give me this so I can fix it. He wants, you to, he wants you to find out why you got bankrupt in the first place. And he wants you to fix the, the, the things that get you bankrupt in the first place. Which is the mindset. The bankrupt mindset. And this is why the, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And unfortunately, sometimes we look at pe- pe- poor people, look at rich people. They must be evil. They must be stealing. That's why they have. This is, the, this is a very... or It's like going to the gym and seeing a guy who's in great shape. Oh, he must be taking steroids. There's no way he can be in that kind of shape. Yes, he could be in that kind of shape. It's called tremendous amount of discipline. And if you worked out like him, you would be in the same shape. But for the guy who's sitting there with a you know, 3,000 pound smoothie, he's saying, hi, he must be taking steroids. There's no way he could be that big. This is the, this is the, the poor mindset. They have a poor mindset thinking, that if it's, they got it, it must be they're doing it evil. Many people, I speak like this. I hear this, this, this negativity. I said, this is exactly why you're there. Doesn't, I don't, you don't need a segula to get you out. It's your mindset. Your mindset is, get, is, is, is attracting this excuse. You would never, if you see somebody successful in life, you do two things. Either you celebrate him, you're happy for him, or you ask him for help. Or you mimic him, ask him for help. Celebrate and be happy for him, or ask him to help you in your situation and how to get on how to better. Anything else, such as envy, greed, etc., giving somebody an evil eye, lush and hara, is, is, is just more, 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 digging yourself more, more, more. So people that ask me, I have a hard time with envy. I have a hard time with lush and hara. You have a hard time with yourself. It's got nothing to do with the world. It's got to do with yourself. What does it have to do with them? You're looking at them completely wrong. A guy going to the gym and seeing a guy in great shape, he should ask, hey, how'd you get there? What advice do you have for me? You don't say, I wish the guy breaks his ankle, he can't work out anymore. <laughs> I mean, Shem God should help us. This is the cause of baseless hatred today. We have a, a poor mindset and we want everybody else to be miserable just because we're miserable. Instead of being happy for people and learning from them, it might be a road, it might be, but this is unfortunately the gallus today, is the Sinat Hinam, which is, what are you talking about? Baseless hate? Why would you hate somebody? It makes no sense. Why would you hate somebody? Why would you want bad for somebody? Because you yourself, if you yourself are not doing what you're supposed to do, you'd rather join people join your company, so at least you feel better. I can destroy five buildings next to me. At least my building would be better instead of building a bigger building. But I'd rather destroy everybody else's building, so my building. So what is, what is Rabbi, Rabbi uh, David Hawkins? Sorry. David Hawkins. I, actually, he has been a form of a rabbi for me. Because his language is unbelievable. His, I, I can't tell you enough about this guy. His language, the simplicity. So, so think about what, what, what our sages say. Rabbi Nachman says in that same lesson, to, or lesson 24, through all sorrow is in excess. That what is the source of, of sorrow? Excess. Okay? And you hear this very, very common. And, you know, my wife's not sleeping with me. 
all he's thinking about is sleeping with his wife. His wife sees, feels that vibe, she has nothing to do with him. The more you are chasing something, the more the person wants nothing to do with you. So imagine if we don't fix these, imagine you don't fix this before you get married. Imagine getting married, all of a sudden becoming a, why aren't you doing what? Demanding your demands on people. You know what happens? There's a simple thing Rav Dressler says. When demands begin, love departs. When demands begin, when you start demanding on people, love departs. Period. The more you demand, the more you could say bye-bye. Less demands, more love. Period. And we demand because we're in a very low state of consciousness. We think, and, and I'm going to give you, I'm not telling you not to hit your goals. For example, when I hit my goals, I picture them. I'm, I, I could picture a goal and have gratitude. But if it happens, it happens, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not, my happiness is not dependent upon having things. If I get it, I get it. It's not making me difference. For example, all of a sudden, you know, people fish for compliments. Imagine a girl, all of a sudden, she goes, tries out, spends, you know, a week trying on the right dress for the party. And all of a sudden, she has this expectation, everybody's going to compliment her. And the more she's looking for the compliments, all of a sudden, she tries on the dress. Nobody dances with her more than normally. Nobody notices the dress. And she comes home with her, her date, upset. Why? Because nobody gave her enough compliments on the dress. It's such a compliment. Because she looked for the compliments. But imagine if she just wore a dress and she was happy and she put on a smile. People would give her the compliments. But the more you look for something in life, the more you're trying to, the more the, the universe or, or, or people don't, see, want, don't want to have anything to do with it. This is why our sages say, Run away from kavod. Run away from honor. To the extent that you run away from honor, honor will run to you. But to the extent that you run to honor, run, honor runs exactly away from you. And this is the constant world of we're looking for validation. We're looking for constant kavod. Kavod, kavod, kavod. We're like the hungry ghost that's never satisfied. So what happens at the end of the day? We end up hungry. And we crave. And we end up sad. And this is where the, a lot of the root of unhappiness is. Is in, is in the, the desire. What David Hawkins is say, the only way that I'll get what I want is by desiring it. If I let go of my desire, I won't get what I want. Actually, the opposite is true. It's the complete opposite. You're thinking, as long as I desire it, I'm going to get it. It's actually when you let go of the desire is when you get it. When the guy stops thinking about money all day long and has trust in Hashem and has bitachon and gives away cha- money, gives away money, he will have a better chance of being successful because now he's showing trust and he's not showing a happiness is dependent upon having. He'll actually be more successful when you let go and give charity. This is why our sages say, on the sixth year, that we were, you're commanded to stop working and I'm going to bless you on the seventh, on the seventh year, you're commanded to stop working and on the sixth, seventh, eighth year, I'm going to give you exactly more than you would have had. All that God's telling you is don't worry, don't ask questions, Go plow, go do what you have to do. But if you ask, what will we eat? That disrupts the blessing for you. The Shemitah. The Shemitah is all about sit, sit, and attract. Nullify yourself to God's bigger picture. and, and So the same thing with desires. The more I get this obsession, the greed, jealousy, it's all that. It's the, it's the emotion of desire. 
You know, I mean, I want, you know, I have many I want this kind of girl. I want this kind of girl. The more they look for it, the more they're disappointed. But when you just trust Hashem and you trust, let's say, the universe, and you're just in line with joy and happiness and you feel abundant, things come to you. I can't express how many times. This is like the guy honking on the horn and nobody's moving. I keep on saying this and I keep on getting the same questions over and over. You ha- this is the formula. Simcha, you will joy out. Through joy, you will go out. When you embrace, when you don't wait for your divorce to be over, you will go out. When you, when you already feel like you're already there, it will go out. This is the science and this is the spirituality behind. Because what happens is, when you say, I desire something, you're basically saying, I don't have it. When you're saying, I don't have it. In other words, we're saying that we desire something, we're saying it isn't ours. When we say that it isn't ours, we put a distance between ourselves and what we want, and that distance usually becomes an obstacle that consumes the energy. The obsession over, for example, you know, just to, that's why the cravings do more damage than what people get at the end of the day. You could see clearly that it's the cravings that are driving people crazy more than actually when they get it. When they get it, they actually feel more empty. It's the cravings that give them the light. The cravings, the drugs, the cravings, the cravings to get this, the cravings for sex, the cravings for food. All these cravings, they give you oxygen. They are the ones creating dopamine. But once you get it, you end up like, huh? So imagine the hours and hours and hours you consumed in craving and you didn't, you didn't produce it with gratitude. You're showing a lack in the world. The more you crave, the more empty you are. The hungry ghost. Gabriel Matthew has a great analogy. It's the hungry ghost that's never satisfied. But the satisfied soul, somehow things come to him. So this is why you have to, if there's a negative energy, I need validation from that person. I need love for somebody. This, God's telling you, you're not loving yourself. Because if you loved yourself, you wouldn't need kavod. Rabbi Nachman tells us black and white. A person who looks for honor is a fool. So even when we're thinking, why, why, why do I need honor from this person? I'm a fool. It means I'm a fool. Because I need that person, a human being, instead of I have my creator, the creator, who has an unlimited amount of light, and I'm looking for light from somebody else, instead of getting light from my, from my, from my an untapped source, basically you're stealing your neighbor's cable when you're connected to FPL. You own FPL, and you're going robbing your neighbor's cable. I mean, my God, this is what happens, and this is why we end up empty. Let's compare... Uh, hitting goals through lower consciousness versus higher consciousness. When we're in a higher consciousness, we feel abundant, we don't even need that thing to be happy. We feel so abundant. This is why Rav Natan tells us, all you really have to say to Hashem in your problems is thank you. You don't even have to ask them to be over. How do you like that one? You don't even have to ask to be over. Because when you say thank you and you see the big picture and you see it's happening out of your, your father is completely abundant in your kindness... He's just going to, he's going to, you see the big picture. You don't even have to ask for it. Asking for it is already that there's something wrong with it. In a way. This is a very, very high level. We are going to ask for it. We're asking us, we're asking Hashem constantly, give us relief for our problems. Give us. But technically, that problem is very good for you. You're getting cleansed. You're getting, you're going to change. I mean, this guy yesterday, a very, very intelligent guy, you know, he got to Rav Nachman's classes because he had a broken heart. So at that time, he had a broken heart. He was in so much pain. But because of that broken heart and what that girl did to him, he came to Rabbi Nachman. 
the, and I said, if you would have closed your eyes and saw the big picture while you had that broken heart and saying, oh my God, God's going to take you to a whole different world and this is just a stick to get there, you would actually in that moment be completely enjoyed. But you assumed back then the broken heart was bad or you're in pain because that girl broke up with you. But at the end of the day, it was so much love because the light you're going to get from coming to Rabbi Nachman at this age, there's no price for this light. You got a greater light. It's almost like the guy holding a copper bar and he's saying, look what I'm holding. And then he sees gold. You know what he does? He drops the copper and he runs to the gold. He's thinking the copper. This is look at the copper bar. But when you see gold, when you see spirituality, when you see a bigger picture, it force, what do we do? We drop, we drop everything. Because we see a, big, a greater, greater light of being connected to our creator. So what happens is, when we're in a lower consciousness for achieving goals, with a higher state of consciousness, we acknowledge and we let go of the desire, we're more free. Because remember, to the extent that you don't desire, you are more free. Desire is slavery, freedom, having and being is, is free. This is why, look what he's saying here. This is why when we surrender the emotion of desire and instead merely choose a goal with a picture it, just picture it. Picture it. It shouldn't make you happy. Picture it. This is what I do. I do a lot of picturing. Picture myself. I picture myself in my new spa in my house. Okay, if I get it permanent, I'm not going to be upset and depressed if I don't get the permanent and angry. I picture myself there. I picture myself in the cold plunge. I picture myself relaxed and calm, etc. It's not whether I get it or not. It's going to put a smile or not. We never want to have conditional happiness. We never want to have conditions to dictate our mood because what happens? Then we are now a slave to that program. And once I'm in slavery, whoa, it's going to be a lot, very hard to get out of something. You never want to have conditional joy. Remember that very clearly. You never want to get into a marriage for conditions because once the conditions are gone, what do you have? Zero. If you're getting into a marriage, oh, he's, he's going to take care of me. He's going to do this. She's going to do this. Your conditions. Those conditions, once they're gone, what do you have? You have a broken contract and a broken heart. But when you go with, with good intentions, with giving, and you go with no conditions back, how could you be let down? But when you go in there with a laundry list of this, my demands, my needs, my this, my this, you go in with a selfish attitude, and what happens when one condition is gone? Ah, marriage is over. Finished. So we need to get into a, an abundant mindset, not a bankruptcy mindset, to attract our soulmates or to attract the person in our same conscious level. Period. So what he's saying here is when you're in a higher state, when a lower state of consciousness, you see the universe as negative, denying, frustrating, and reluctant. When we're not thinking right, we see the universe, look, the, 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 I'm getting denied all the time. Everybody's denying me. That's why I always say about the beacon score. Get that beacon score up. Because otherwise, yes, you're going to go into with 400 beacon score. You're going to walk into a dealership and everybody's going to say, your credit sucks. And you're going to get denied again and again. <laughs> but when you get the beacon score to 7,800 or 700, you can walk in there and you will not get denied, period. It's nothing to do with the cars. The guy wants to give you the loan. He makes money giving you the loan. Everybody makes money giving you the loan. They want to give you the loan, but they can't give it to you because you are not consciously in that level. And this is what, if we look at, our, if we look at the universe, or if we look at Hashem, or if we look at anybody, anybody, as bad, stingy, a bad, stingy parent, of course you don't pray. 
You got a stingy parent. Do you ask a stingy parent for anything? No. He's stingy. He's not going to give it to you. You know how many people have the image of their creator as a stingy parent? You know how many, if, if I could tell you the amount of emails, just the email already is the problem. This is why the only solution to all of these questions is das. There's no quick solution. There's no quick solution but building your mindset, letting go of the past, letting go of what programmed you to make you who you are. It's not going to be an instant thing. This is not noodle soup. It's going to be a process where you have to let go of the programs that got you in the first place in that mindset. And you have to start looking at your creator as loving, merciful, and abundant. And then it's just a matching frequency. You match yourself with abundance, and abundance comes through health, through good relationships, etc. And then, obviously, when you're abundant, you do service. You help others. And then that just continues the, the abundance. And then your relationships. If you feel love for other people, they'll reflect it back on you. But this say, all of this vicious cycle, is, we're not getting the big picture. We're saying, I heard it already, but you're not moving. The car is not moving. You're going to hear the same honk over and over again because we're not moving. And this is the same thing where I constantly tell people. Don't walk around with desires. Don't walk around with lacks. Be careful with this. There's areas in your life that could drain you. Money can drain you very quickly. Rabbi Nachman says, if you don't give tzedakah, you don't have a chance to be safe from greed. You don't have a chance to be safe from greed. So you know you're in business. Hashem, save me. My salt, the salt that I give every day is going to preserve the meat. Same thing. If you're not, you don't have spirituality, you're not going to be saved from pigama bris. You're not going to be saved. If you don't work on your happiness and joy and your spirituality, you will be go, you're going to go straight into that negative desire if, if, if it's not channeled in the right way. Remember, all loves... If they're not elevated, they become fallen loves. Same thing with food. Same thing. All of these things have a concept of an excess and have a concept of sadness. If you don't fix that relationship with emunah and joy, you fall into slavery. And you fall into desire. And then from desire comes validation, comes approval, comes the, the God forbid, the victim mind. And this is unfortunately the problem. It says other blocks to achievement of our wants and desires, of course, is the unconscious guilt and smallness. The small mindset. Maybe God should not give it to me. How about if I get it, I'm going to lose it. Why even try getting it? Sabotage. That's also a, a, an unconscious gift. An unconscious of, 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 I don't deserve it. Why should I try it? Why should I pray for it? So you could see, the, the, the obstacles are not in heaven. Rav Nachman says in Lesson 172, Obstacles are not in heaven. They're down low. It's the, it's, the, it's the vessel. The light from your creator is coming down all day long, but it's not being received properly. And this is where you have to focus more on. From, he's, he tells you, beautiful. If we have a small view of ourselves, then we deserve what we deserve is poverty, and our conscience will see that we have actually get the exactual. As we relinquish our smallness and our own innocence, we let go. Or resisting. So anytime you feel small, anytime you're getting yourself shaken up, and you have those, we have all, we have those days where we walk around with a little poor mindset. That's the day to buckle up in his bodhidut. That's the day, buckle up and fix this problem before it becomes a pattern. You know, all addictions start as a, as a web. As a spider web, next thing you know, it becomes what? A rope. 
Before it was just a web. Oh, no big deal. Oh, it's okay to think negative one day. No big deal. It's no big deal. Next thing you know, that same spider web that you just went like this to, no big deal. It's the rope holding you back and, and, and tying you. When you have bad days, when you have days that you're knocked out, those are the days you watch game film. I promise you, if a team gets blown out 49 nothing, that team is up very early in the morning. What went wrong on this day? And they're watching game film. They're watching game film. And they're watching every single play. This went wrong, that went wrong. We have to do the same thing. We have to put on game film. When we have days that we have resentment, the days that we have that, we have to watch that game film like it's... Those are not days to go to sleep. That's not the day to go to sleep and say, I'm tired from yesterday. No, it's the day to watch game film. Because otherwise, you, you, that pattern, will be, that's, that's the beginning of the rope. And if we did this, we wouldn't get to where we are because we have a daily... We can get knocked out one day. But you're not going to knock me out one week. Yetzirah will knock you out one day. You're a human being. But you're not going to get knocked out for one week if you're on your game. Or one month. Or one year. Or what the hell happened to you. So there's three types of people. People that watch things happen. People that, I think there's people that make things happen. People that watch things happen. And people that say, I don't know what happened. We want to we make things happen. And it all starts whether you take Rab Nachman's chizuk or you take David Hawkins' chizuk. It all starts with the mindset. Stop with the desires. Start living like you don't need anything. That means in the true state of consciousness, you're really embittled. You're not even, even Joe Dispenza says the same thing. Healing is not about I need to heal. I'm already healed. I feel healed already. It's all about getting into that amuna where you already feel like it's already happening right now. And you're allowed to have that confidence just like Miriam had next week, the sea splitting. Miriam was walking around. She came out with the, with the band. She hired the band because she knew the sea was splitting. That's the kind of holy confidence you need to have. And the fact that you're scared to have that confidence is because you have faith. Exactly what our sages, this is what our sages are telling us. So you, we need to stop with this fear. We need to stop with all this with all this negative mindset. Remember, don't ask me for a soulmate if you're, if you're in, in depression. I'm not going to give it to you. When you're happy and you're in a joyful state, because what happens? You introduce the person. To, imagine somebody's not in a good state. They're depressed. You introduce them to somebody. What is he going to tell you? Everything wrong in that person. Everything wrong in that person. Because <laughs> this is the way you see it. But when you're in a merciful state, in an abundant state, what are you going to see? You know what? I can't believe what a great qualities that person has. They did that. What a nice guy. We had this. You, you just focus on a different person. The same thing. So we, we first have to fix the inner world in order to fix the outer world. Have a great day.